data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, right, let's do an episode on what this podcast says on the tin. I'm going to cram in as many marketing tips, nuggets, hacks, secret weapons, one-liners as I possibly can in about a 15 to 20 minute episode. Now, I say a 15 to 20 minute episode, but if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you'll know hopefully you won't know from the content but I have shared a couple of times that I am so bad at planning episodes because I just want to talk and speak to you all so usually they come out about that time so let's see by the end of it if I hit that time and on another podcast and pretty much in my intro I say that the biggest inspiration behind my podcast was when I was a line manager to a particular team I saw them all grow, learn new channels, learn how to put marketing plans together, grow in their confidence and just turn into general amazing superstar marketers that I am super proud of. And during that time, it was when a lockdown was on and I was trying to think of a way that I could, so whilst they had a monthly learning block in their calendar where they had to go and learn a new course or a new skill or take some time out from their everyday to go and further their marketing knowledge, I was trying to find a way that between those times we could all stay connected but if I learned a new tidbit or a new hack or a new just helpful thing to know how I could put it out to them in a way that wasn't going to be that really annoying manager that's like interrupting them interrupting their flow putting it into a team's chat so similar to how I have an excel sheet that holds lots of courses and platforms and podcasts which I shared a lot on the very previous episode to this I had another sheet and on that sheet was literally just a one or two lines about marketing that was sort of a tip that could help your marketing day get easier and if you especially if you're juggling a lot of marketing hats and you might not necessarily know these little tidbits it was a really nice way that we could just share it everybody could add a line if they wanted to and if you were like between meetings or you had a bit of time or you were having a cup of tea you could look through the sheet and see if any of them were going to help you in the next thing that you were doing And I came across this sheet the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to share it. So I'm literally just going to read it from top to bottom. I've not edited it at all. So you're literally going to get the raw nuggets from this sheet. So let's get started. And I'm going to credit, if if I know where it came from, I'm going to credit them, of course. If I don't say it's really just because I don't, I didn't write it down. And as I said, this was from a lockdown. So bear with. I'm also going to try and get through as many as I can. So I'm going to try and not go into like the how of doing it, but just like, did you know that this was a thing? But if there's anything particularly that you're like, oh, I really want to know more about that. If you head to my Instagram marketing nuggets and DM me, I will do an episode or I will ping you back a voice note on anything more that you want to know about a particular one because as I'm going through them I'm like oh I could talk more about this but I'm trying to not do that just so that you can get through this podcast on either a drive or a commute or if you are running you go girl 
poor guy. <laughs> okay, so the first one, and this one was from Gary V. And side note, I love Gary V. Um, I love how he does his content. I love that it's quite um, short and snappy and it, and it really like amplifies the really good way of marketing, which is just serving, 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 and he creates so much value. And he also really values empathetic and soft skills. And I always think that he gets what I think is a good leader. Okay, so the first one, literally I'm three minutes in and not said one. So the first one is, did you know that you can serve YouTube videos to people who have searched a particular word on Google? Because Google own YouTube, you do your YouTube ads, and when I say YouTube videos, I mean YouTube videos, but the ads, because they are owned by Google, you do it in the same place, you do it in Google ads. So within that targeting, you can target people with a particular video that have already searched that word on Google. And why that is so cool is because you effectively then have a warm audience instantly. They already have that search intent and then you can share a much more valuable than a search ad showing them what your product is or serving them the value that they were looking for and really just picking up that traffic. They're already semi-warm. They have that intent, as I said. It's just a really good marketing tip to put into your Google slash YouTube because they're in the same place, ad strategy. Okay, the next one, this one is from Moz and Moz is one of the best places for SEO. So SEO has 20 times more traffic opportunities than PPC, both in mobile and desktop. And SEO is absolutely not my forte. We, one of my really good friends who is an SEO expert, do not come into my DM about that one because SEO is a whole minefield, but I would definitely recommend going to The Plan Success on Instagram and that is my friend who is an SEO expert and she does SEO tips. But I just thought that was such a good tip and the reason why I like that one about SEO having 20 times more traffic opportunities is because I feel like SEO always gets a bad name. SEO is very much building, it's longer term. PPC, you can literally make an ad, switch it on and potentially see an ROI straight away. So I understand the impatience of wanting to go for PPC, but SEO definitely has its place and I think that it needs better PR. So that is why I put that on there. The next one is for any of you that have a Instagram or a TikTok and you have a Linktree. Now Linktree is basically so that you can have put one link in your bio but then send people to like 10 different places basically or more than that as many places as you want so it's really really helpful if you want to be like go to my blog or go to shop my store or go to this particular article instead of just having to commit to one place to send people but linktree costs i think it's like 50 well, last time I did it, it was £57 a year, I think it was. But obviously, like, that's just another expense. Like, do you really need it? You can actually build link trees through Canva. So, and it's completely free. You can do it through there. So if you want to save yourself a little, a little bang for your buck, I would go and recommend building your own link tree in there. You can also brand it. It looks so much better than Linktree. I think Linktree has a bit of a MySpace vibe to it. I just think it's really old and clunky. But in Canva, you can brand it and make it look really nice. And it's free if you have the premium Canva, so super good. Okay, the next one is Pinterest. So there's a little bit for everybody in here. And this one is from Jenna Kutcher. 
And this was something that I learned during lockdown and it was actually really good because at the time I was doing marketing for a product-based business and it was super like a light bulb moment and we really then incorporated Pinterest into our marketing strategy literally from then. Pinterest, people think that Pinterest is a social media, but it's actually not. How it works is search engine and it's actually very important for SEO and it's an easy way to make content go viral if you have a plan and a strategy because you can essentially have your pins live forever because it's it's a search engine. So you might have done a pin five months ago, but unlike Twitter or Instagram, when things are just going to live for a moment, live and die the day you do them. In Pinterest, because it's a search engine, if people specifically search what you did a pin about, it will then pull through. So it can be real, real good for your long term. If you have a product that is for women, that is for more affluent women, and you're in the US or the UK, and it's a product, I would not, and actually a service, I would recommend strongly if you have the bandwidth to go and look at Pinterest as a option because it's a lot more green space over there than trying to battle with the likes of Instagram and Facebook. Pinterest definitely has room for you over there. Okay, this is a good one. So this is just a fact. So if you include altogether the Google Images, Global Maps and YouTube, more than 90% of web searches happen on Google. So if no part of Google is in your marketing strategy, I would seriously recommend. And your that could be anything from SEO. It could be pay-per-click on search ads. It could be YouTube. It could be YouTube paid. It could be YouTube organic. It could be making sure that when you put your images on your website, you are um, making sure that they are tagged in the background so they're going to pull through on google images it's making sure that your website is getting indexed by google so just google in general it should be a forefront of your marketing strategy so even if you're like emma i don't do pay-per-click and therefore i don't do google no there's so many different places and things that you need to consider i loved this one this was a little tidbit from hubspot and i think that it's really really important especially when you are feeling overwhelmed you've got so you may probably a little you might be a little team or you've got so much to do your to-do list literally goes on and on and you're like how do I get these really big marketing moments to happen and I just thought that this was really good small and authentic will win over big and generic every time and that just comes down I said I wasn't going to ex- expand on any of them but that one just comes down to really making sure that you have your target audience on point. If you want to know more about target audiences, I did a podcast, I think it was my number fourth podcast I ever released, and it was basic basically called like don't be a lazy marketer, know your target audience. And that's really what that is essentially saying. If you are too generic, you're not talking to anybody, you end up talking to nobody if you want to talk to everybody. So just think who's your target audience, hone in on them and just think about how can I add value to their everyday life remember everything that you do it should not be asking them to do something to buy something you need to be really adding value to them okay so the next one is pay attention and this sort of goes in in sync with that and it's again from hubspot pay attention to private groups micro influencers and social movements that are relevant to your brand and i think that there's so many 
points in there that I want to say. So private groups, private groups are really good on Facebook. Do not do private groups on LinkedIn, they're rubbish. Micro-influencers, so it is all about engagement. It doesn't matter if somebody has a million followers, if their engagement is like 0.0, 0, 0.0, they're going to be super expensive, right? Because they've got so many followers. But there might be somebody that has 2,000 followers, but those 2,000 followers are exactly your target audience. And because they are, so, they are a smaller tribe, chances are that that micro-influencer will have a higher engagement rate. And I'm going to tell you how you can look at somebody's engagement and rate with a Google Chrome plugin. Social movements that are relevant to your brand. So yes, whilst you should jump on trends, if there's been something in the, like in pop culture that's happened and it's really relevant, do not just jump on something to jump on it. Make sure that it ties to your brand and your ethos. Just because it's relevant in the news doesn't mean that you should newsjack every single time. Okay, so the next one is, actually I'm gonna say the Instagram engagement rate extension now. So go to Google Chrome, search Instagram engagement rate, and then the Chrome extension that you want is called Influencer Searcher Engagement Rate. Then go onto Instagram on your desktop and then the engagement rate will appear. So let me do this with you guys right now. So I've done it. So if I go on to, let's go on to, I'm literally on um, the plan success because that's what I told you about earlier. So her engagement rate is nearly 9%. So she is crushing it with her engagement. So that just shows that the Instagram that she's created, that it's very much for SEOs, it's SEO experts, SEO tips, then um, her engagement rate is absolutely flying. Anything over about 4% engagement rate, I'd be really happy with um, if I was a brand personally looking to work with an influencer or a micro-influencer. Okay, oh my gosh, look at the time. I'm, I've got loads left to tell you. Oh God. Okay, so let me see. Let me get you some good ones. I'm just gonna, like, I literally just read you all of those from top to bottom, but maybe I should read the other ones. Okay, so this was a really good one. So this is just a generic one that everybody should make sure they're doing. If you are doing anything with videos where you're talking, put subtitles on your videos. 80% of people listen to video without sound. So whilst it might ruin your design or ruin your feng shui, from an engagement point of view, you are going to get so much more from putting subtitles on. This is a good one as well. This one I heard from Eddie Shainler. Sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, I probably am. Um, and this was really good because I am less of the creative side of marketing. I'm more of a like get it done side of marketing, the organizing, the marketing strategy, the marketing plans. So creativity is something that I find really difficult. But if you're a marketer, you will know that you have to wear many hats and you'll have to dip into different channels as and when it's needed. So this simple statement just really helped. Creativity is connectivity. How amazingly bold and great is that sentence and helpful is that so it's very simply says what it does on the tin creativity doesn't necessarily mean that you have to think of this amazing brand new off the cusp idea the point of being creative is that you want to connect to your audience so just having that very slight mind shift is going to help you the next time you are trying to come up with some crazy cool campaign okay the next one this one is an seo tip as well this is did you know that when you're uploading images to your site if you upload images and they are a really high file like a high res it's going to have a huge effect on your site speeds which then has a knock-on effect on your seo so using a site such as tinyjpeg.com you can reduce the size of these images so make sure that you're not just adding images to your website without ensuring that you're reducing the size of them okay the next oh which ones do i do 
Okay, oh, this is a good one too. Okay, so if you want to know if your competitors are running ads, you can do this. You can sneakily check on them and you can do this literally from the app itself. Go onto the app, go onto your competitor's Instagram page. At the top right-hand corner, there'll be the three dots. Click on the dots. If you have the option that says about this account, then they are running ads. If you don't have that, then they're not running ads. Click on it, go to active ads, make sure you're in the right country, and then boom, you can see all of the active ads right from your phone. How cool is that? That's a really simple hack to go and just check out what they're doing and if you want inspo and you can do it for not even your competitors for people that you think are really cool brands and you might want to get some inspo for your paid ads that is a great way to just quickly go and do it let's do a couple of linkedin ones so if you're trying to grow your linkedin make sure your profile picture isn't set to private so click on your profile picture click on the dots and then see what it's set to i'm literally doing all this without my phone in front of me but it should not be set to private because if you're trying to grow your linkedin then you don't want that set on private because if you're trying to connect with people it's just going to be the blue in the blue box and it's not going to have your face and people are less likely to interact so make sure that it is set to public not private another just nugget on linkedin is do not share a post LinkedIn algorithms just never give very much love to sharing somebody else's post. If you want to talk about what they've done, make your own new organic one. And remember to include a subtle call to action to try and start a conversation. So it could be like, what do you think? Would you add something else to this? Etc, etc. Just to try and get that chat box going because all of those comments are just going to really help to keep that engagement going for longer with more views and more interactions. So that was sort of a double tip. It was do not share the post and try and include something that makes people want to talk if that's your goal for LinkedIn. It might not be your goal for LinkedIn. If you don't want to grow your LinkedIn personal brand on there, then don't do these things. But there, if you are, then they are two tips that you 100% need to be following. Is there any others I would say? Oh, I love this one actually. And this one was from IMS Global and I'm seeing it more and more. And TikTok definitely did this first because TikTok's slogan for businesses who wanted to advertise was don't make ads, make TikToks. And essentially what that means is try and keep your paid and organic social assets as similar as possible. So customers relate and don't feel like it's an ad. It's then much more likely to convert. And that is basically what TikTok was saying in that sentence, don't make ads, make TikToks. And I've really seen brands take this on. The last, even just the last couple of months, I've seen a real shift. So now I can, I don't know if it's because I'm a marketer, but I always look out for them. I'm like, this is an ad and they nearly get you, but they're trying to make it as more authentic as they can, especially by like using influencers, but then using the influencers content on their brand page and it's I'm talking about the product so that one like gets me the most because it just is such authentic content but from a marketer's point of view they're gonna really convert the most because people don't think that they're getting sold to but also it's adding value it's entertaining them in some way okay I think that's it from this sheet I mean I've got some more but I don't want to bore you all to death so it'll be really interesting to know actually what people found the most interesting out of these ones so yeah, just drop me a message. I'm going to put a couple of them on my Instagram, which I've just started actually. So if you can go and give it some love, that would be awesome. I am going to be back in two weeks time with another episode, but hopefully some of these nuggets, I mean, they were just so random, but you can see the inner workings of a marketing team of how we just 
write things down to help each other and just tip bits and tricks that you wouldn't necessarily know but it just helps you think of something in a different way when you might be struggling so hopefully this helped you guys and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.